Welcome to the Pickable Club with me, Meg Charity. And me, Jason Gray. Join us for our chats with coaches, innovators, and entrepreneurs who have one thing in common, a love for Pickable. This week, we're chatting with Steve Kuhn, the owner of Dreamlane, Duper, and now Major League Pickable. He has an immense love for Pickable and is devoted to seeing the game grow. In this first episode, we chat about how he got into Pickable, but most importantly, about his new project, Major League Pickable. All right, let's get straight to it. I would love to know um, how you were first introduced to Pickable and what was it about the game that sparked your devotion to growing it? Uh, I was introduced to it by my nephew, Keenan, and he told me he started playing this game called Pickleball. And of course, my reaction was, my, my, my cousin, my, my nephew, he, he loves to tease me. He loves to uh, try to pull my leg. So I said, you're just making that up. They're, they're, <laughs> I've never heard of that sport. Uh, he goes, yeah, uh, look, I'm not, I'm not joking. You, you should play it because you'd be good at it. You'd, lo- you'd love it. I, uh, I Googled uh, Pickleball Austin, Texas. Okay. And I found uh, a church group that had Pickleball on Wednesday nights. I, I, shirt, I showed up at, at the church and don't own a paddle, don't know anything about it. And as we know about this sport, people are so kind and so welcoming. Ten minutes later, I was playing my first game. And was completely hooked uh, and literally uh, wanted to play basically every day since. I consider myself a, a decent non-athlete athlete. I'm not always in the best of shape. I'm kind of, I'm, 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 I fight that battle a lot, <laughs> continue to fight that. But I have good hand-eye coordination and uh, I just love playing uh, playing any game. Uh, but games of, of like hand-eye skill are like my thing, I, you know, table tennis, you name it. You're going to love this. And he was right. You know, anybody can walk on the court and have a fun rally, regardless of age or athletic ability. And I think, you know, that satisfaction when you walk on there and sort of feel good about yourself and, and you know, the, the, the adrenaline that, that sparked every time, you know, you walk on the court is so unique and so and so special to pickleball. I, I agree with that. And I mean, one thing I say about pickleball, especially for kids, is for a lot of kids who aren't that great an athlete, They'll get teased or beat up or, you know, or not necessarily beat up, mentally beat up, hopefully, hopefully not more than that. I think pickleball for a, for a lot of for a lot of people, but especially for kids, can really be a kind of an escape from that. The, the line I like to say about pickleball is it's the sport where if you just looked at a group of people and had to draft, you would probably do the worst at it. It's uh, <laughs> very, very, very true. It's hard to look at a group of folks. And know who's good at pickleball and who's who isn't. <laughs> if you think you're good at that, you're probably not right. <laughs> you're probably overestimating that ability because, uh, you know, and you know, if you're a kid and you're, you know, uh, a little bit, you know, a little bit chubby or you're, you know, other ways not that athletically talented, but you find something like pickleball that you're good at, that matters a lot. And that's just not just kids. Uh, one of my friends, I won't use his name to protect the innocent, but he's, uh, I wouldn't say he's the most athletic person in the world. He's a wonderful person in many ways, talented musician, talented, luck, not a great athlete. And he's completely addicted to pickleball. He's, he's probably got to be a 4-0 player now. Hmm. By the way, if he listens to this, he'll know I'm talking about him. But uh, uh, and I, I would have lost, uh, I, was, I don't know how much money I could have lost betting on that. I would have said there's just no way. Wow. <laughs> but he loves it. Dedicated, he takes lessons, and he's probably a 4-0 player now and finds so much joy in it. And that's you know, that's so typical of the sport. 
You're right. So talking about drafts, let's chat about your newest invention, Major League Pickleball. And just to give our listeners a quick update, um, it's basically a new team-based pickleball league that will feature eight teams of four players. Each team will play a round-robin format against the other seven teams, and then each match will consist of one men's doubles team, one women's doubles team, and then two mixed doubles um, matchups. Um, it sounds like a ton of fun, and I'm sure fans will be super excited to see some new matchups of teams. Um, and there's a ton of buzz happening around it right now. I'd love to know how you came up with this idea and how long have you been working on it? I, I probably first thought about it four or five years ago. Okay. Uh, did very little with it at that time, other than maybe talk about it. I talked about it probably a, a few people will have heard me say this you know, years ago. Um, it was probably about a year ago when I started really think, taking it seriously again, when I saw the continued amazing growth in the sport, especially uh, during the pandemic. We all know those numbers about how many people came to pickleball. I thought it was really the right time. Um, coincide that with the fact that I had opened Dreamland and had and had, now have a venue and a place where uh, if, if we do Major League Pickleball, I, I feel like I can be a great host and I can have control over the production and make sure that I can do a super high quality job of that. You, you combine uh, all those factors, and it, I think that the time was right to actually go ahead and do it. So started started working on it and started putting together a team of folks. Uh, obviously, I went to a lot of the players that I know. You know, Rob, you know, Rob, Rob Nunnery, Deckel Barr, Ben Johns, Arena, um, you know, Corinne Carr, and just asked them their thoughts and had them shape shape this and take take their views seriously. And uh, we kind of worked on. How can we create a format that would be unique uh, and would be just an, an amazing fan experience? Think about it. Every match that you come and see at MLP involving uh, four players who are you know, the best 32 in the, in the world. You won't, you know, ben Johns won't, you know, most likely won't be playing with Colin Johns. <laughs> he won't be playing with Simone. <laughs> that's, a, that's very, very unlikely how, given how the draft works. So the teams will, will have different teams. The format is uh, games to 15, uh, which is you know very fast pace. Every point's going to matter. Uh, the players only play four games to 15 competitively a day. So there's they're not going to be running out of energy. So every match, I think they're going to be giving absolutely their own. The fan experience is going to be fantastic for this. And we are going to have a stadium seat, a stadium uh, stadium court with seating for you know, roughly five to 600 people. And our goal will be to have that full for every match. Um, and have a raucous crowd with the players, the best players in the world, absolutely giving it their all, their all at every point. And I think that's just in and of itself a recipe for you know, unparalleled great excitement a- action. I agree with you. And I, and I think this sounds a lot like um, World Team Tennis. Was was that an inspiration for us? Yeah. yeah. I, I actually have uh, friends who have owned World Team Tennis Teams, uh, franchises. Uh, Lauren Abney here in, in Austin is a friend, uh, and uh, a gentleman named Mark Ein, who had, you know, at least in recent years, the most success in World Team Tennis. His teams won, uh, won it uh, like four years in a row for the Washington Castles, and I and I saw kind of the joy and how much it not only yeah, yeah they, how much they just loved it, how much being an owner brought them so much happiness and joy, and I, I wanted that for myself but I think equally importantly I want the world to see how amazing this sport is and see it, it produced in the best way 
So rumor has it that some celebrities may be owners of the teams. Is that true? Uh, yes, people will know our owners. We're, that's the only thing I'm going to be a little bit shy about. Is <laughs> the only reason I am is because uh, we're you know, we're still forming this league. We're forming our we're, we fired a PR firm, a social media firm, a uh, firm to help us on sponsorships. You know, we're putting the whole team together, and they just want a little bit more time to kind of get <laughs> get the whole story together. Uh, and I also want to interact with all of our team owners and just make sure that we're presenting their brand and their image alongside MLP in the way that they want to. So in a couple of weeks, we will be have a press release talking about who our owners are. But what I can say is our owners are successful people, uh, meaning they have uh, resources, a.k.a. money. They have connections. Um, uh, they have a lot of ideas for how to make the, the sport more joyful and more enjoyable for fans and, uh, and how to bring it to new sponsors. But all, equally important and an absolute requirement to be an owner in MLP is they have to be pickleball fanatics themselves. And I wouldn't want it any other way. And I think that's really, really important for why I think this league is going to be a success. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm loving that, too. I think it's so awesome, Steve. I think the, uh, the whole idea of mystery right behind who the owners are, I think that's really cool. It builds into the, it builds into the whole thing. I love it. Tell me more about how the draft process works. So uh, the, the owners will, uh, it, when we do the draft, they'll pick a ping pong ball from one to eight. If you pick up the first ball, you have to make a choice. Where do you want to choose? Let's say you're a, a huge Ben Johns fan. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's easy to be. Uh, and you say, I, will, uh, I really want Ben Johns. I'm going to take the first pick in the mail draft. Well, if you do that, you will get the first pick in the male draft, and you'll get the 16th pick in, male, in men, and then you'd get eighth and ninth pick in women. So it's it's very balanced. Uh, if, on the other hand, you take the first pick in women, you'll get first pick in women, 16th pick in women, and eight and nine in men, and, and so on. But it, what it means is that all the teams will be very, very well balanced, and players will almost certainly be playing with partners they've never played with before or rarely played with before. So there seems to be some legitimate money in this event and maybe even some equity that players will be sharing depending on their draft position. Can you elaborate on this? Sure. So uh, the prize pool – so here's, like, here's how it works for the players. Okay. Uh, uh, if you're on a team and you play all seven matches, per match that you just play, you get $300 per match. So if, if you come in, worst case, your team goes 0-7, you yep. will still – uh, walk away with in cash twenty one hundred dollars. Amazing. In addition to that, each player we're going to be giving away three percent of the league to players just in season one. We will be giving away more equity in subsequent seasons. So eventually, the players will own more and more of the league. Okay. And that three percent is going to be a, a little bit weighted towards. It'll be weighted by where your draft position is in men and women. Equal for men and women, but higher for each. You know, for the first round, first pick gets more than the second pick, etc. Uh, but yeah, valuing those those that equity at at the initial equity price that, that we've sold it to owners, uh, that's an additional I think roughly thirty six thousand dollars in value. Now I hope that that turns out to be worth a lot more than that. <laughs> I, I I valued the league at uh, at only a one point two five million dollar valuation. I think that's a really conservative valuation. I think uh, I hope this league becomes worth. A multiple of that, a 5x or a 10x or 
100x or one can dare to dream even more than that. You know, that means the players, if it goes to a 10x, the player's appearance money for the, the, the in terms of those shares wasn't worth $35,000. It was worth $350,000. Wow. Imagine that. Right. That, that it, it, that, and that really aligns uh, the players with MLP. They're going to want it to be a success. Right. Uh, they're going to really want to perform well in the event so that they get drafted the next time and they get drafted higher. I, and I think that's a really amazing thing. And what inspired me on that is, um, you know, we've seen sports that have had fights between owners and players and strikes and all that. And the league that really got this right, I think, was the NBA. Okay. And they just made a deal between the owners and the players where the players get a certain percentage of the total revenue of the league. Okay. The salary cap. I, I, I think it's like 51%. I believe that's right, but don't quote me on that. Somebody can look it up on Google. Uh, but now everybody in the league is trying to grow the top line because that's what set the salary cap. And there's just no, there's no, there's no disputing that everyone's you know, you know, rowing, from the, you know, rowing the oar the same direction. Uh, the, the, that's, a, that's a really bad uh, analogy, but you get, you get my point. <laughs> Everybody's, a, a Everybody's invested in the product, right? And <laughs> exactly. they all want to be in the league and they want everything to be the best. So they, they can sell more merchandise. Grow. And they they yes. want to help us find sponsors and they want yeah, to help us great, create amazing content. That's true at the first season. It gets more and more true as the players own more and more of the equity in the league. And that's I think that's a, a really... Yeah, an exciting, an exciting prospect. So, just thinking a little bit about that. So, like, if this this first run that you have with um, with Major League Pickleball, you know, do you think what do you see the future be? If it's a huge success, you know, the first time, right? Do you see then maybe like four of them next year, like maybe a quarter, and trying to work that piece into it? And then does does the draft then also is it going to be different for each one? So, yeah. like, you could be drafted for the first one and not make the the draft of the second one. Uh, so g- great questions. Uh, I, if you know, season one goes well, and you know, trust me, I'm really focused on that. First of all, that's, you, have, you have to walk before you run. But our yes, our, our sure. goal, if that goes well, is to probably do do this twice a year, uh, like a spring and a fall season, if you will. I don't think we have ambitions bigger than that for kind of this format. But there are possible ways to extend this. Uh, ways you can extend it is. You could have a format that uh, you draft uh, eight male seniors, eight female seniors, eight female, eight male juniors, and eight uh, female juniors, and you form teams that way and have a completely different comp- you know, competition. And that would be interesting and I think super fun to watch. Uh, another possibility is to kind of do almost like a AAA level where uh, yeah, players that didn't get drafted – at the at the highest level are eligible for the next level, and we do around them. For, so players who are not quite in the top sixteen, male or female, could play at a, at that level and try to earn their chops and impress owners to try and get drafted into the top level. So there's there's different ways we could take this concept and extend it. Um, we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. And Steve, how can fans follow along? Will it be televised? Yes, uh, and again, I'm going to be a little bit vague on this only because we haven't fully decided. But our our plan is to do both a live stream and to have edited an edited content uh, later uh, available for for people who are watching it. So uh, that that is the plan. Uh, if you ask me, 
what is what what network or what system it's going to be on for either the or either the live stream or the broadcast. I can't answer that yet. I understand, and and again, we're super excited to to follow along this journey. Um, Steve, thank you so much for joining us, and um, we we're very excited to see what happens, and um, we appreciate everything you do for the sport. Um, you've done an incredible job to to grow it, and you know to get exposure to the game, and we thank you for it. Well, thank you. You're you're both very kind, and uh, I'm excited about this. And one thing I, I also want to share with with everyone that's listening to this is. But if, if you have ideas or thoughts on how we can do this better or we're not doing something right, we, we want to hear it, hopefully in a nice way. Probably, yeah, we don't need to get yelled at on social media until we're total you know, idiots or anything like that. We're, we, we know we're not perfect. Uh, we're going to do our best to make this as great as we possibly can make it. And if you have suggestions for us or ideas to help us do that even better, we want to hear. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you, Steve. Thanks. That was awesome.